Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. This is the Daily DC Impeachment Watch, a podcast dedicated to up-to-the-minute reporting and analysis of this historic and rapidly unfolding political drama. I'm Zach Wolf, a senior writer at CNN and the publisher of CNN's Impeachment Watch newsletter, which you can and should subscribe to at CNN.com slash impeachment. Today, I'm filling in for the regular host, David Chalian. In a few minutes, I'll be talking with CNN reporter and producer Marshall Cohen. But first, I'm joined by CNN crime and justice reporter Caitlin Polance. Welcome back, Caitlin. Thanks. You have a ton of papers with you. I love having you here because as you were walking in, you are so excited about today in American history, essentially, because it's like a big day for courts in this whole drama. We've all been focused on these public hearings, on this impeachment effort, which is a political process, not a judicial process. But there's all this stuff really kind of gurgling in the American judicial system. And Donald Trump has pushed it all to a head. So I feel very stupid on this subject, uh, which is not good, given that I'm supposed to be writing about this a lot. But why don't you explain to me and to our listeners why you are so excited about the courts today? Yes, I I can barely contain my enthusiasm for reading 120 pages of judicial opinion. And we got that yesterday from a judge in the federal court in D.C., a judge named Katanji Brown-Jackson. And... Basically, this um, this opinion came out. It's the first opinion we get uh, really in the meat of the impeachment probe um, from a federal judge about a witness who the House is seeking to hear from and who has worked for the White House. So it's it's important because it's the first among, you know, a court case over a witness in this impeachment probe. The, but the, the witness, Don McGahn, former White House counsel, yes. and it's not directly tied to the impeachment. Pro- it is kind of tied to the impeachment probe, but not exactly. Yeah, we can get into that in a little bit. It's 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 he's a he's a witness that that worked on the Trump campaign and then also worked in the White House until the end of 2018. And McGahn basically became the top, the the most cited witness in the Mueller report on both obstruction of justice and Russian interference in the 2016 election. That's something that the House Democrats have said they have been investigating um, and that the House Judiciary Committee is continuing to investigate and that they are considering articles of impeachment related to it. Um, and that's in addition and sort of aside from the Ukraine inquiry, which is also ongoing. And there are witnesses that have done the same sort of thing as McGahn. Um, that have used the White House to block them from going into the House and testifying. So we got this opinion. And the reason that it is so interesting um, right now in this particular moment with impeachment is that even though McGahn might not be speaking about Ukraine and might not be speaking about what we could learn about what the president wants related to a quid pro quo, this is a moment where there are growing pains in the country that the judicial system, that our courts 
has they have never figured out what to do with a fight between White House officials and House subpoenas. I mean, there have been cases previously where district judges like the judge yesterday have said, you know, this person has to go testify or this person needs to turn over documents uh, or the administration needs to turn over documents. But we really have never gotten to the point where in an impeachment, um, the appeals courts, including the Supreme Court, have said definitively whether or not they can um, negotiate or or make a decision on who's right in a fight between the White House and the House that's like this and and which wins. And so we are we're finally getting to the point where this case is going to an appeals court and if the House Democrats are going to press it and not cut a deal with McGahn, um, then we may have some sort of controlling um, opinion on on what governs these proceedings uh, for impeachment. And actually, even the president um, mentioned this today, and it was it was actually really refreshing to see on Twitter that he had tweeted this. Um, Nobody has ever said that on this program before, but please continue. So the president tweeted this morning, he's tweeting about McGahn and this opinion, and he says, I am fighting for future presidents and the office of the president. Other than that, I would actually like people to testify. So there you have it. The president himself on Twitter is saying... This matters. These case, this case matters because it, it isn't just about Trump. It's about what happens and how the courts are going to interpret the office of the presidency in the future, too. OK, so 250 years of American history is leads up to this moment. Donald Trump, Don McGahn, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Um, the way our relationship works uh, is I will take a, a large story, something very intricate and complicated that you've written, and try to distill it for the newsletter. I will then email you, and you will completely shoot it down. <laughs> so what I would email today is Donald Trump brings this idea of absolute immunity. That's what the White House says. They have absolute immunity from essentially anything that Congress or the House of Representatives wants to force them uh, to do in terms of a subpoena. And this judge, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, answers with these four incredibly powerful words, presidents are not kings. So it does actually feel very historical since she is, you know, bringing this foundational idea into this into this uh, ruling right now. Yeah, and she's actually citing um, Alexander Hamilton and James Madison and Alexis de Tocqueville in that. So that's like... And like, Animal Farm. That's that in there right? too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in that particular paragraph, but okay, I'll take your word for that. Um, so, right, she's she's ruling on this idea of absolute immunity. And so whether or not you know who Don McGahn is um, and what he actually knows about Trump and how Trump directed him to fire Robert Mueller. That's uh, even aside from that, McGahn and this question of absolute absolute immunity is important because there are a bunch of other people and a bunch of other things the Justice Department has done to say, no, the House shouldn't be getting what it wants in the impeachment inquiry. It shouldn't be getting witnesses. It shouldn't be getting grand jury materials um, in, you know, relatedly, it shouldn't be getting Trump's financial records. And so the way that I think about this case in terms of those cases is like this is a game of musical chairs. How long can uh, the White House and the Justice Department delay on getting some sort of final ruling from the courts on saying like, yep, you guys have to turn over or the witnesses have to go before the House? And and how um, whenever it gets to that final point, whose case is that? Which is the person who is 
who is stuck without a chair and has to like go in and testify. So that's why that is important, I think. And, you know, th- there are a number of cases that are that are dealing with this at the moment. And interestingly, the House uh, Democrats have basically said they don't really want to go to the courts uh, very much. There are some other people looking. John Bolton, his lawyer, is looking uh, at this decision um, for what it means, although he wants his own decision uh, from the courts as to whether or not John Bolton and Charles Kupperman, uh, both two former uh, White House aides, will testify. Right. So there's all this stuff kind of bubbling Right. And, and around. the national security officials are they're a great example of this game of musical chairs. They basically went into court whenever Kupperman was subpoenaed uh, to testify before the House. And they said, well, we can't decide between what we should do. Is the House right or is the White House right? Someone else make this decision. Please, courts, help us out. And what that did was it, it started like a clock to allow the courts to grapple with the question, a question that Don McGahn had already been testing in the court system. So... That case is going to continue, and it's not going to get resolved until mid-December or January. And so this is the same sort of thing. When, who, which of these cases moves fastest, and who is the person that is going to get a final ruling that says whether or not uh, they have to testify. You know, and, and House Democrats have not wanted to take time. They've actually not pursued, uh, you know, Bolton testimony, even though it's so key to all of this. So it'll be interesting to see how that game of musical chairs happens. And the House will continue to push this case that they have in the court of public opinion against the president. Um, now you have me all excited about the, the court system, but we've got plenty so more glad. to discuss. Uh, plus, we'll bring in our colleague, Marshall Cohen. But first, this quick break. Welcome back to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm Zach Wolf. Caitlin Polance is here, and we're pleased to welcome CNN reporter and producer Marshall Cohen back to the program. Marshall, thanks for being here. Thank you, Zach. You know probably more about uh, the Russia investigation and uh, this Ukraine scandal than anybody. I'm talking minutia here. You know the on d- more, planet Earth. Yes, than anybody on, maybe on planet Earth uh, except for Donald Trump. Um, but th- I was struck by two pieces of sound we heard, one from uh, John Kennedy, a Republican senator from Louisiana, and the second one from Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, now secretary of state, basically in complete opposition to each other. And this has to do with this conspiracy theory that President Trump has been pushing that Ukraine was behind trying to you know, bring him down. In 2016, and whether and how that should be investigated. First, I want you to listen to uh, Senator John Kennedy, who has done a complete 180 on this in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Chris is right. Um, I was wrong. Uh, The only evidence I have, and I think it's overwhelming, is that it was Russia who tried to hack the DNC computer. I've seen no indication that Ukraine uh, tried to do it. 
Okay, that is remarkable because it's a it's an elected U.S. politician saying one person was right and he was wrong. You just don't really hear that. You never see it. Uh, no, in American politics. And he was speak, talking specifically about Chris Wallace from Fox News who had uh, pushed him on, essentially on whether Ukraine might be behind uh, election meddling in, in 2016. Now we go to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who was asked a similar question at a press conference at the State Department today. And he gave a very different answer. Anytime there is information that indicates that any country has messed with American elections, we not only uh, have a right, but a duty to make sure we chase that down. I will hand it to Mike Pompeo. He didn't say that he thinks Ukraine is involved. But he didn't do anything to shoot down the idea that the you know apparatus of U.S. government should be investigating right. something that the entire intelligence community thinks did not happen. Yeah, he knows better than that, right? I mean, he was a CIA director, so he's seen the real stuff, the highly classified material uh, that's the underpinning of these intelligence assessments, that it was Russia, not Ukraine that attacked our election in 2016, spent millions of rubles on a well-funded operation, a military operation to influence American voters and manipulate uh, public opinion. So he knows better than that. But to go back onto what Senator Kennedy said, he's been doing interviews, you know, in the hallways of Congress and on TV, sort of undermining a lot of the testimony from these witnesses. But here you're actually seeing him draw a line in the sand, right, Zach, and say, look, I'm not going to go there on this. I misheard Chris Wallace or I misspoke and I want to get this out there. Russia hacked the Democratic National Committee, not Ukraine. Now, if you ask President Trump that same question, he has a very different answer. He thinks it actually was Ukraine and that Ukraine framed Russia. Marshall, are you surprised we're still talking about the hack of the Democrats in 2016? You know, it's, it's painful in many ways, honestly, because it's, as journalists, and I think it, all three of us could agree on this, it, it's painful to see a three-year-long fight over what is a very well-established fact, right? So for our listeners, it's not just me or CNN telling you that Russia hacked the Democrats, right? It's the Director of National Intelligence, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security, the Justice Department, uh, the National Security Agency, the Senate Intelligence Committee, all of Obama's appointees who led those agencies, all of Trump's appointees who led those agencies. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of bananas that here we are, Thanksgiving 2019, trying to still litigate a question that in most reasonable people's minds was settled in like two years ago. And in, in some ways, this Ukraine impeachment inquiry, even though it's separate from what Mueller investigated is is like it flew it flowed out of this. It, it's a continuation. The, yeah, the call happened. What the the day the day after Mueller testified on the yeah. Hill, Trump felt he had had put to bed the the real risk of his presidency, and and we are seeing now, like even in the court, well, that it's like Mueller investigated, and the House is now continuing that investigation. Because well, the, the whole the main question of the Russia investigation was: Did the president and his campaign collude with a foreign power, Russia? on the election. And now the main question of this impeachment inquiry, I would say, is, you know, did the president uh, try to coerce a foreign power or work with a foreign power on his reelection? But it is not a settled point in Trump's mind. And Trump 
leads the U.S. government and the other thing that he was asking Ukraine to investigate directly ties into the Russia investigation to essentially undercutting the Russia investigation. And it's not just having Ukraine investigate it. He also has Bill Barr flying around the world trying to do all this, you know, you know, find stuff yeah. to sort of clear his name. It is the original sin of his presidency. And I don't think it will ever leave us while he's here. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see what are the results of the attorney general's investigation, um, considering that there's another investigation wrapping up, you know, from the inspector general of the Justice Department that, you know, found some problems uh, or will find some problems when they put out their report, but is uh, poised to clear the top people in the FBI and DOJ of having political bias against the president, right? The whole deep state conspiracy that the president has uh, has has made a real centerpiece of his arguments against a lot of these things. And that the Russian investigation was legitimate from from the beginning. Right, that the investigation was launched legitimately. And one more thing, Zach, you know, and it gets back to your question, Caitlin. We're talking about this, like who hacked, who really did the hacking? Um, CNN and the New York Times and other people reported last week that the whole notion that it was maybe Ukraine is actually a theory that was concocted by Russia as a massive misinformation campaign. So there are a lot of people in our country who are either willingly or maybe unwillingly falling for a a Russian trap here. This is, in effect, this whole conversation we've just had, you're saying, is essentially at the will of the, the, you know, the, the, the Russian military campaign. Well, not us, because we're telling you the truth. You're, we're calling out the conspiracy theories. But the whole notion that Senator Kennedy or that, that Mike Pompeo answering that question, saying, well, listen, any time that anybody does, whether it's Ukraine or Russia, should be investigated. Vladimir Putin wants to put all of this on the same playing field. If Ukraine meddles, if Russia meddles, you know, that muddies the water. And the truth underneath all of that is that Russia did do this. Well, I mean, it was, they were two reporters that asked the questions, both of Kennedy and Mike Pompeo. So maybe that's some, a mirror we need to put up to ourselves. Marshall, Caitlin, thank you for joining me on the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. And thanks to our listeners. We are taking a short break for the Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll return Monday, December 2nd. So please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a rating or comment. It helps people find the show. We'll see you next Monday. Happy Thanksgiving. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 